It's Twitter Tuesday on today's Locked on Giants podcast, plus some thoughts about the roster transactions made by the Giants on Monday. Coming up next here on the Locked on Giants podcast. You are Locked on Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to a new edition of the Locked On Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. Patricia Trainer here with you, and it is Twitter Tuesday. That's right. The best time of the week for me, because, you know, the Giants not enjoying talking about them this year, certainly not the day after a game when they just lay a a big old stink bomb. Just not fun. But what is fun for me is answering your questions, which I am going to do on today's show as part of our Twitter Tuesday weekly mailbag. And as a quick reminder, if you want to get in on the mailbag, you can drop me an email at lockedongiantspodcast at gmail.com. That address is in the show notes. Um, you can also uh, tweet me at Patricia underscore trainer with the hashtag AskPTrain. And if you submit a question after I finish taping the show, what I usually do is I pick up the questions and I put them in Saturday's mailbag over on GiantsCountry.com, which is the website that I write for uh, for Sports Illustrated Fan Nation. So any way you look at it, I will see the questions. And if I haven't already covered them, I will get them into the mailbag. Um also want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day, or if you're on YouTube, or your first watch of the day. And especially to my YouTube followers, if you're new, if you're a new subscriber to the channel, drop a comment below because I really want to start giving shout outs to, to people who, you know, start following the channel, who are loyal viewers and listeners of the program. And, you know, the same goes for those of you who are new subscribers to the audio platforms. We're on Apple, we're on uh, Google Play, just about every um, every place you can find podcasts. So if you are a new listener, drop me an email, let me know, and I'll give you a shout out on, on the show. Um, that's what I want to do each day, especially, you know, as we get to the end of the year, sort of, you know, my way of thanking you. I know it's small, but it's it's a way to that show my appreciation for your loyalty and for tuning in. So, all right, before I get to the Twitter Tuesday questions, want us to talk a little bit about the Giants transactions from Monday. Now, the big one, obviously, was quarterback Daniel Jones going to injured reserve. And by the way, you know, I kind of felt bad because Sterling Shepard was also placed on IR. Shepard is the longest tenured giant player. And that news kind of got buried under the weight of the Daniel Jones transaction. So I feel bad for Shep. I thought Shep kind of, you know, deserved a little bit better, especially since there's no guarantee that he's going to be back next year. But um, let me just take a moment here to wish Shepard a shout out, uh, a best wishes for a quick recovery. I don't think he's going to be back next year. That contract just isn't going to allow for it. Plus, you know, he's got basically a full year's worth of rehab ahead of him, and I don't see the Giants carrying that contract. But that said, Shepard has been the longest tenured Giant on this team. He's a good guy. I've had him on the show before. 
um, going to miss him if he does move on, but I wish him all the best and he will forever have uh, me as a follower on his Twitter account and his uh, Instagram account. Cause I think that highly up the young guy. So it was actually, uh, I actually formed a relationship with him just so you know, when he came out of school, I think he was like the first giants rookie I drafted from that class and just an amazing kid. So actually it's not a kid. He's a young man, but as far as I'm concerned, they're all kids, but anyway, um, let's just quick talk about Jones and then I'll get into the, uh, the Twitter questions. So Daniel Jones is on IR and um, really these last six weeks, I know the giants were looking to see what he brought to the table, especially with the new play caller in place with Freddie kitchens as the play caller. And um, that's obviously not going to happen. So I know I asked Joe judge a couple of weeks ago, if he had seen enough from Daniel Jones and he said he had, and I know today, I think uh, one of the other reporters asked that same question and Joe stuck with the same answer. Um, but here's the thing. I do not think Freddie kitchen should be the play caller next year, regardless. And if this would have mattered, even if Daniel Jones had been able to finish out the string here, I mean, Freddie kitchens just doesn't impress me. doesn't build on one play after another. It's kind of like just pick a play out of the hat. And go for go from there and see what happens. But let's stick with Daniel Jones. The Giants need to make a decision on his option year by I think the first week of May 2022. And the option year over $21 million won't kick in until 2023. All right. Now complicating the issue. Besides, now you have the neck, which hopefully will heal and he'll be okay and he'll be able to come back but is also something that may or may not heal. I mean, you know, I'm not saying this is the same type of injury, but you might recall that Antonio Pierce had a neck injury that basically was a career ender. Now, Joe Judge and Ronnie Barnes, they issued statements and they said that they are not under the opinion that Jones's injury is a career ender. They feel that he will make a full and complete recovery. So in the meantime, the Giants now have to address quarterback. They would have had to address it anyway because Mike Lennon is going to be an unrestricted free agent and no way should he be brought back. Not after you know what we've seen from him. But now they're going to have to maybe up, if you will, the money that they're going to need to spend for a quarterback option because you cannot go into that decision and say, okay, yes, we're going to pick up Daniel Jones's option for $21 million. And we think he's going to be fine to where we don't need to add to that position. You cannot take that gamble. But with that being said, what the Giants do and don't do in free agency when, when it opens up in March is going to tell us a lot about where Daniel Jones is in his recovery. And by that, I mean, if they go out and they sign a big name free agent, to be their, their quote unquote backup quarterback, then I think we could probably assume that the neck is still a concern or still not where it needs to be. If they're signing a guy who's middle of the road in terms of uh, money or lower, uh, lower value, then probably it's, it's looking good for, you know, for Jones for 2022. So that's going to be our first clue for those of you who I know are going to be asking, you know, what's the status with Daniel Jones? What is he coming back and so forth? Pay attention to what they do in free agency, because that's going to tell us a lot about whether or not 
uh, Daniel is on the, the road to recovery. Now, the $21 million option, Joe Judge has said time and again, he wants Daniel back. I don't know that Daniel showed enough to invest that kind of money. You know, at first I thought, okay, yeah, do it. And then I, I was like, nah, don't do it. Now the injury complicates things, as I mentioned. Plus, you will probably have a new GM involved in the mix. Plus, there is no guarantee that Joe Judge will be back because right now, let's face it, Joe Judge is not exactly inspiring confidence, at least amongst the fan base. I can't speak for ownership with his coaching because that coaching staff week in and week out makes the the same mistakes. And it's getting frustrating and tiresome to watch every single week. And bravo, by the way, to Amy Trask for calling that out. If you haven't seen or heard about that story, check out Giants Country. There's a, I put an article up about how Amy Trask, who was a CBS analyst and a former CEO of the uh, now Las Vegas Raiders. She was the CEO when they were the Oakland Raiders and Al Davis was alive. She called out Joe Judge for, uh, for, for his, you know talking in circles. So check that article out. I, th- I think, you know, and I have the video, so you've got to hear what Amy had to say. One of the brightest, you know, people in football, I think, and, and just a, a real sweetheart of a gal who tells it the way it is. So love Amy. Amy, if you're watching, hi, you know, Amy always says hello. So hi, Amy. Um, anyway, so uh, just also a heads up, I'm going to have Mark Schofield on the show uh, to talk about Daniel Jones and what he's shown, has he shown enough? Mark Schofield will be on with me as of now we're scheduling him for Friday's show. So you'll want to check that out. Schofield's awesome when it comes to breaking down quarterbacks. So if anybody's going to be able to give us an unbiased look and opinion, it's Mark Schofield. So I hope you will check that out. My opinion based on what I've seen is I don't pick up that option. I know the salary cap is going to go up. Um, you know, in 2023, they'll be, they should be able to afford it. But here's the other thing. Okay. What are they going to do with Dexter Lawrence? Who's also, you know, has his contract coming up. They've got to make a decision on his. And if they're going to pick up his rookie year, which I don't know that they will, but maybe they'll surprise me, but I don't think they will. Um, Then you've got to make a decision on Saquon Barkley, who as of right now, no way do I sign him to a big deal. Um. There may be other decisions that are popping up. I haven't looked that far ahead, but the point being is, is um, I think it would be risky to commit $21 million to a guy and you don't know if you're going to have him, you know, uh, so something to keep an eye on. Again, free agency is going to be our first clue as to where Daniel might be in his recovery. And then whether or not the Giants pick up that option year is going to be our second clue. So um We'll see how it plays out. In the meantime, wishing Daniel Jones a speedy recovery. I know he doesn't watch the show, um, but if he does, Daniel, get well. Good guy, Daniel. Um, And, uh, you know, come back. Come back stronger than ever before. Pick up where you left off, but better, because hopefully you'll have a better offensive coordinator, you know, being the wind beneath your wings come next year. 
All right, Giant fans, we have more coming up on today's show. But first, you listen to the Lock on Giants podcast to pick up some knowledge and maybe a few yucks along the way from uh, myself and the guests that I have on the show. So why not switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money? Because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone and three unlimited data lines for $30 a month per line, which includes access to one of America's largest 5G networks, the fastest network available. With all that money you'll save and all that knowledge you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? You can find out today. Visit BoostMobile.com, switch to Boost Mobile. And again, for a limited time only, you'll get that free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. BoostMobile.com. Terms and conditions apply. Again, that's BoostMobile.com. All right, Giant fans, we have more coming up on today's show. But first, the Giants aren't going to be in the Super Bowl this year, but you can. And on location can get you there. That's right. Super Bowl 56 at Los Angeles' SoFi Stadium is less than 100 days away. And On Location, which is the official hospitality partner of the NFL, is the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. You can select your exact seats and choose from elite experiences featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with NFL legends, five-star hotels in Los Angeles, and food prepared by the great Wolfgang Puck. Visit onlocationexp slash SB56 for more information, or you can search Super Bowl on location. Again, that's onlocationexp.com slash SB56, or search Super Bowl on location. The Super Bowl will be here before you know it, so plan on getting there with on location. All right, Giant fans, welcome back to Twitter Tuesday. It is time for me to answer your questions. Got a few here via email, a few that came in via Twitter. Again, if you want to get in on the mailbag, you can write to me at Podcast at gmail.com. You can tweet me at Patricia underscore trainer. You can see my Twitter handle is, is below if you're watching on YouTube. Make sure you tag them, ask P-Train. That is so important because I have a column set up on my laptop, on my tweet deck that shows me all the questions that come in under that hashtag. And if I don't, if they're not tagged, I'm probably not going to see them. So please make sure you do that for me. First up, we're going to do the email questions. And Jeff C is on deck first, wants to know about Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith seemed to play pretty well for no full practice. Why was he released from the other teams? And do you think they'll stick with him? All right. Great question, Jeff. I think what happened with the Cowboys is Micah Parsons came in and there was another young player whose name escapes me at the moment, but bottom line is Parsons is on a rookie deal. And I think the other young player is also on a rookie deal and Jalen Smith. I don't believe I'm trying to remember if he was on, I think he was still on a rookie deal, but he was up further on his deal. So um, it wasn't so much a salary cap issue as it was basically he was passed on the depth chart and the Cowboys needed the roster spot for something else. So they, you know, gave up on, on uh, Jalen Smith. Now I don't know what happened in green Bay, but you know, I just found it interesting that the giants got him. I know he was a guy that some giant fans wanted when he was initially coming out of the draft from Notre Dame. And then he had the, the unfortunate knee injury and, um, 
Yeah. So they, they got, they finally got him. Um, obviously, I guess a quick learner for what they, they wanted him to do. He did play in the sub packages. Giants were in a lot of base uh, against the Cowboys, but they also ran a few certain sub packages that uh, Jalen, Jalen Smith was, um, you know, suited for. And he played well. I think he had four tackles, three solo, two stops. And I can't remember if he had a pressure or not. I don't think he had a pressure. I think he was targeted the once in coverage. And here's something else to consider. He had more snaps than Reggie Raglan. All right. They both play inside linebacker and Smith had more snaps than Reggie Raglan. So that might give you a clue what the Giants are thinking about that inside linebacker position for the future. I would definitely bring um, Jalen Smith back and see what he does with the full, you know, a full off season, a full summer to get the playbook under his, uh, you know, under his uh, cap, if you will. All right. Next question. This one's a little bit of a long one from Andy, who's asking about a draft strategy. Let's see. Assuming the Giants have two picks in the five, nine range after the free agency and salary cap, the two units most in need are offensive line and edge. Jones is still the quarterback. There are no trade offers, blah, blah, blah. Do you take the best player available, the best player at your position of needs, trade back? Okay. I, all right. So basically, what would I do with the first two picks? Andy, um, if I had to take a guess based on what we know today, all right, and this is subject to change. So I want to emphasize this, but based on what we know today, I don't think the Giants will spend a first round pick on an edge rusher. I think Aziz Ojulari and Quincy Roche are two very promising young pass rushers. And I think potentially if the Giants want to add to that, they can maybe pick somebody up on day two or day three, if they don't get somebody in free agency, by the way. So I'm not so sure that edge is is as high of a need as maybe it was at the start of the season when we didn't know about these guys. You know, you also have Ellerson Smith in that mix. So he, he's shown some promise. So yeah, I think that kind of lessens the need. Now, offensive line, absolutely. Definitely make one of your first round picks an offensive lineman. And if you don't, then I'm sorry, I'm not going to be able to defend you on that. Um, the other first round pick. Now, this is interesting. Me, what I would, would like to see them do, and I've thought about this, I wouldn't mind seeing them trade down with a team that maybe is looking to move up for a quarterback. And the reason for that is if the new GM, and I'm assuming there's going to be a new GM, again, you can't say that there's going to be for sure until it's official. That's something I learned a long time ago. Don't say it's official until it's official. But all right, the Giants are strap capped. They're going to have to let a bunch of guys go. They're probably not going to sign very many of their, their own free agents. Um, I looked at the list really quick. I don't see anybody on that list that, that warrants a huge contract. All right. Um, I see a lot of guys that probably will not be back next year. So you kind of hope the teams, other teams around the league will sign some of those guys so you can get those comp picks. But just to play it safe, you want to keep acquiring picks because the thing that that a potential new GM needs to decide is, is this team in rebuild mode 
or is it in tweak mode? That's something that Dave Gettleman never quite settled on, rebuild versus tweak. You'll remember back in 2018, he says, well, why can't we rebuild as well as, you know, compete? You can't do both. It's been proven. I don't know why he thought that they could, but here we are. So if the new GM comes in and says, okay, you know what? We're not quite there where we can say we're one player away from a championship. But if we do a solid, have a solid draft in 2022 and another solid draft in 2023, with 2023 being a better cap situation, maybe we're a couple of years or, or a year and a half away from being a competitor. So if I'm the new GM, maybe I look to trade down on one of those picks, especially if they're back to back. What do they have to lose? They pick up an extra, you know, num- they, they still have a first round pick, except it'll be lower down, you know, the chain, you know, maybe swap with a team that's desperate to get a quarterback and see if you can't get an extra first round pick next year's, you know, the, the year after draft 2023 and maybe a, a third rounder or something, depending on, you know, what the value of the pick is. So that's what I would do as of right now, based on what we know. All right. I think. Again, Daniel Jones, unless it comes out that that neck isn't going to heal and he's done, they don't need a quarterback this year. But if they're going on the assumption that, okay, you know what, we're going to let him play out year four, we'll see where we're at. Now, if you have two number one picks after trading down, you know, in 2023 from the 2022 trade, now if you do need a quarterback, you've got the ammunition to move up if you need to. So that's how I would play it. I hope that makes sense. So thanks for that question. That was actually a, a fun one to work through. All right. Up next is Matt L, who wants to know what is going on all season long that keeps the Giants from getting plays in on time and getting to the line of scrimmage. And let's see, is that a bad mark against Joe Judge's coaching staff? Huh. I'd like to say it's the headset. But, you know, that would be kind of a lame excuse, wouldn't you think, especially now that the quarterbacks are wearing, you know, the the uh, wristbands and supposedly they're doing hand signals in case the headset does go down. I don't know the answer. I really don't. I mean, the only thing I can think of, and this is just a wild guess on my part, and I'm sure people are going to disagree with me on it. And that's cool. But this is just my opinion. Freddie Kitchens's plays. Jason Garrett's plays don't really stack up and make sense. In other words, there's no rhyme or reason to what they've been calling. So if you're a football player and you got to think that, you know, these football players aren't mindless robots who just stand there and wait for, okay, what the next package is and who's going in. You've got to think that they have some idea that, okay, we're at this down in distance. We should have this personnel grouping on the field and, you know, therefore be ready. And then all of a sudden the call comes in and, oh, it's not this personnel group. It's this personnel group. And now it's like, well, wait, I've got to go win the game now. And I'm not supposed to be, you know, so it's kind of like that, I think. So that's part of the problem. The other thing I've always often wondered about is, is the play calls, I should say, are the play calls, are they too long? You know, are they only five words? Does the quarterback have to, to rattle off a monologue? I don't know the answer to that. It might be worth asking if, you know, next time um, I get one of the assistant coaches who would know about that, but 
that's, I, I know there've been some coaches that have this long winded explanation, you know, for, for the play and the quarterback has to sit there and basically recite a, a lengthy sonnet. And then you have coaches that go with five words or less. So I don't know what the giants are. I think theirs are short, but certainly that could be, a, you know, part of the thing. And then there's the matter of getting people lined up, you know, the, the giants, offense they've had so many guys go in and out of the offense especially at the skill position group that there's been no cohesive cohesiveness there so maybe guys are getting confused I mean these are just some some ideas I'm spitballing at you but you know it is a problem no question about it I don't want to see got you know the Giants taking time outs because hey we can't get everybody lined up properly um I want to see more of a, a sense of urgency and I just want to see a smoother operation. I think we all do. So here's hoping that if Joe Judge is back next year, which I think he will be, that he figures out a way to fix it because it's been going on all year. And the fact that it's still going on bothers me. It's the most wonderful time of the year as college football gets ready for its bowl season. The NFL playoff race is starting to take shape and the NBA and NHL are red hot. No matter what sport you're into, betonline.ag has you covered all holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Head to their new updated or mobile website. Again, that's betonline.ag. Sign up today and get a 50% welcome bonus with the promo code locked on. Don't wait now because this is a limited time offer. Take advantage of this special offer by visiting betonline.ag.com and get your 50% welcome bonus with the code locked on. All right, giant fans, welcome back. And as you can see, I have my medium soft drink. Not from a fountain, but hey, it is fizzy. And yes, I do drink with a straw. But hey, you know, I like to drink by with a straw. I could could have had it just out of the cup, but my choice. All right. So anyway, um, let me put that down. Let me get back to your Twitter questions uh, on Twitter Tuesday. And we have a bunch here, so I'm going to try and get through all of these for you. We're going to kick one off from, uh, let me see, this is Hugheart underscore Michael wants to know who should the Giants draft with their first two picks. I kind of touched a little on that topic in the last segment, but if you're looking for specific names, I don't have them yet. I will not be looking really at the draft until next month. So, you know, I appreciate the draft questions, but right now, guys, I don't know all the candidates well enough to give you names. So I'm afraid, you know, keep that question. If you want to ask me again, maybe after I start to do some of the research, you can, you know, I'll be happy to answer that. But right now I don't have a, you know, a preference one way or another, what they should do or who they should take with at least one of those first round picks. Okay. um, Let me see. Next up is from Tim and NYG Tim. What are some of the moves fans can expect the Giants to make in order to make room for more salary cap space? Um, Tim, I, I don't remember if you asked me that question last week, but somebody I know somebody asked me about that. 
I am doing a series on Giants Country, in which I'm kind of talking a little bit about that. But I'm also going to do a big article in which I have the spreadsheet. I did this last year for the Giants and showed how they can restructure certain guys where they can cut. I haven't gotten to that point yet. I will get to it. Uh, and, you know, I'm a, I'm so sorry, guys. I know these first two questions, it's like, okay, why did I bother to send in a question? But you guys are getting a little ahead of me. I will get to all this stuff, I promise you. But Tim, um, right off the bat, I would say Sterling Shepard is probably not going to be back next year, regardless. I mean, had he not gotten hurt, he probably would not have been back Um I've got to look at the rest of it because I do know the giants are top heavy next year and it is a mess, but I will put something together. And once I have that together, I will also do a show for you guys specifically on the salary cap. So just please be patient with me. I promise I will get to that. Um, all right. Up next, we have a question from uh, another salary cap question, salary cap related question from Jay Hockley, I guess it is. Do the Giants, do any of the Giants' salary cap problems extend beyond 2022? And what's a realistic timetable for the next GM to put together a playoff-relevant team? I don't think the Giants are going to have uh, cap issues in 2023 because that's when the um, the TV revenue kicks in. So the cap is going to jump up. I thought I think it's $225 million is what the new number is going to be. Um, I'm just trying to think, is it 225 or is it projected to be 250? Hang on. And I will tell you in one second, because I need to just look that up. I think it's 225. All right. So 222, uh, 2022, it's going to be 208.2 million. In 2023, it's going to be 225 million. All right, so I was right. And then in 2024, 256 million. So that you're going to see big jumps in the salary cap. So I do not think that the Giants will have problems beyond 2022. Um, but again, I have to sit down and I have to put, you know, update my spreadsheet. I've got to make some projections, but I don't believe that will be an issue. Now there will be some questions they have to address for 2023. But uh, it's too early to kind of figure them out and, and say this is how they're definitely going to go and so on and so forth. So, all right. Um, and then for your second question there, the realistic timetable for the next GM to put together a playoff relevant team. I'm going to say probably by 2023. Um, Got to have a good draft. You know, they're going to have to rebuild that offensive line. I think you're looking at potentially, um, you're probably looking at maybe three, if not four new starters to go with Andrew Thomas. You've got to get, let that unit gel. I mean, I think you're going to see a combination of young guys as well as maybe some veterans. Um, so let that unit gel, get a new offensive coordinator in here. Now, are they going to keep the same system or are they going to revise that system? Maybe take a little bit from the Jason Garrett system and a little bit from the Pat Shermer system and combine that into what Daniel Jones does best. I mean, that's what I would like to see the next coordinator do. Take a little bit from here, a little bit from there, and come up with his own brew. Um, so I would say, realistically, next year, maybe not. But by 2023, I would say that would be you know, a safe, safer call. But you never know. I always say any given Sunday and all that jazz. So it's possible it could be next year with a little bit of luck, but 
I think realistically, wait until 2023. I know that's a tough ask for of everybody, but look, we've made it this far. What's one more year, right? Let me see. Johnny Ballgame has a couple of uh, quick type questions. Can we add lack of a serviceable backup quarterback to Gettleman's seemingly endless list of roster failures? All right. I'm going to, and then you also asked me a question about Will Hernandez. Um, Let me answer the backup question. I don't know per se if that was Gettleman's call totally, or was that Joe Judge's call? I think it might be a mix. Now, I know I've mentioned on the show that the Giants, cut corners there, if you will. They basically had paid Colt McCoy over $2 million for the one year he was here. Mike Lennon, they only paid, I think, um, $1 million plus. So they cut corners. I can assure you they will not cut corners on the backup quarterback again next year. Not going to happen. So, uh, but yeah, hey, listen, if it makes you feel good and you want to add that to Gettleman's, you know, lack of you know, lack of success stories, Go for it. Who am I to, to, to tell you what to do and what not to do? Regarding Will Hernandez, um, who are you going to put in there at firm at this point? You know, is Isaiah Wilson ready? Apparently the coaches don't think he is. Ben Bredersen is not healthy. So, uh, otherwise, that might be an option. So what are your options at this point? I, I, I don't know that they have any. But uh, I don't, again, we'll figure it out, I guess. All right. Um, next question comes from F- FBI B Macklin. And, um, he asks about the soda promotion by the giants wants to know, can you ask ownership what they were thinking about the medium Pepsi per party promotion? The lack of tack and tone deafness is insulting even for John Mara. Um, I don't know necessarily if John Mara was involved in that decision. I, I maybe to a degree, but I listen. I agree with you guys and gals. I thought that was like you know when I found out about it, I was like, "You got to be kidding me! You're giving one free soft drink per account, not even per season ticket holder, per account." So if you have eight tickets on your account. You only got one free medium and a medium soft drink. I mean, I know people in the restaurant business and they tell me that soft drinks, fountain sodas, they are probably the biggest marked up item that they have. So I, I, you know, and and to not serve it in a souvenir cup on top of everything, man, I'm just stunned. (laughs) I got to tell you, I am stunned. I totally, you know, I hear you guys and gals. I think it was a slap in the face. Disappointing. Um, The Giants would have been better off maybe handing out some of those leftover um, towels that they had from Strahan Retirement Day or those Eli Bobblehead dolls. Anything that they had left over, they would have been better off handing out. Heck, even give give uh, each fan of you know ten free raffles and have a you know have a drawing for for a prize package that would have even been better. I don't know, um, but yeah, that's that was that was just a bad look. I agree with you guys. So, all right, um, let me see. I think we have a couple more. All right, Andy S nineteen fifty seven. 
Report Jim Harbaugh interested Giants HC position if became available. I guess you're asking, is Jim Harbaugh, the report that Jim Harbaugh is uh, interested in the Giants head coaching position if available. I have not seen that. I have seen Harbaugh's uh, name linked with the Raiders opening, however. So um, I don't think Harbaugh is would, would come here to the Giants. I, I First off, I don't think the Giants are going to move on from Joe Judge. I would be very, very shocked if they move on from Joe. I think they give Joe another year and they tell whoever the new GM is, assume, again, assuming there is a new GM, look, give him a year, see what happens. Then if he doesn't, you know, live up, you're free to make whatever change you want. Not how I would do it. I think now's a golden opportunity to start from scratch, but I don't know that the Giants are going to want to do that. All right. So that was a great session. Uh, Thank you all for the wonderful questions as always. And those of you who, um, you know, who asked questions and I wasn't able to uh, answer them in the beginning of the, of the uh, Twitter Q and a hold on to them and ask me again, once we get into the off season, let me do my homework on the draft and get familiar with some of the names. Let me do the salary cap work because that's, that's not something that, you know, takes me a, you know, an hour to do. That's something that's a multi-day project for me because I really dig deep into the salary cap and I want to make sure I give you guys and gals the best possible information. So just be patient with me and I promise I'll get you all that information um, when we get into the off season. So just remember to ask those questions again. All right, that will do it for me for today. Make sure you tune in tomorrow, have an all new show for you. And uh, until then, everybody have a great day.